Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. All right, my friend, this topic today is going to be a doozy, okay? So there's going to be so much jam-packed into this episode, so I don't want to waste any time. We're going to dive right in, right? We're going to be talking about what are the key pieces to tackle a stubborn pain problem, right? What are the key pillars to handling stubborn pain? And so real quick, if you don't know me, like if you somehow are just brand new to my world and you just somehow landed on this episode and started listening, my name is Alyssa Wolf. Hi, Uh, I am a chronic pain specialist and the founder of the chronic pain breakup method. And I've been in the world of chronic pain for my entire career. And I've come to realize that there are really three pieces that are absolutely necessary to incorporate to address chronic stubborn pain. And I call these three pieces the the three success pillars. And those three pillars of success are the foundational strategies and skills, the nervous system retraining elements, and the movement and activity element. Now, conveniently, the foundational strategies, the nervous system retraining, and the movement and activity elements are the three pillars, key pillars, inside the chronic pain breakup method. How handy is that? They truly are the areas that we really need to focus on in order to get in control of pain. And yes, getting in control of pain is possible, right? It's not only possible to incorporate all of these elements into your pain care plan, it's absolutely necessary, okay? It's necessary that we incorporate all three of those elements into your pain care if we want to see some real results, okay? And so first of all, it is absolutely necessary that we lay the foundational groundwork first. And so in the chronic pain breakup method, we start laying those foundational principles right from the beginning of things. And these are the the pieces that everyone wants to skip over, right? Everyone wants to just dive right in and get right into the drills. No one wants to start with the basics, right? My dad is actually right now just started taking some guitar lessons. And so, yeah, it would be totally fun for him to just dive right in and start playing songs. just teach me how to play some songs, right? But rather than jumping right in and teaching him a song and picking up some bad habits along the way, his instructor is teaching him the foundational skills, like the very basic, boring skills, like how to hold the guitar, how to put your fingers on the strings. He'd much rather be playing the song, but he has to learn and get a good idea of how to do the basics, the foundational skills that are necessary to actually be successful with guitar playing. And so of course, it's much more fun to dive right in and say like, teach me the drills in this sort of an approach, like teach me the nervous system retraining drills, but the foundational skills and strategies are necessary for your success. 
they're important so that you don't develop those bad habits and they're necessary so that you have the skills you need to be successful with the rest of your plan, right? So in the chronic pain breakup method, we start by laying that foundational groundwork, okay? We start week one by setting your goals and intentions. Okay, there is absolutely no point in starting a journey without a vision for where you're going, right? Where do you want to end up? What is this all for, right? I ask my clients to really spend their time thinking about what do they want, right? What does success look like? And no, simply saying, you know, I want to be pain-free or I want less pain is not specific enough. There's always so much focus on pain. And so we need to take the focus off of pain and answer the question, why do you want less pain, right? What do you want to be able to do when you have less pain or what is the pain limiting you with right now that you want to be able to change? How do you want your life to look different? Okay. We need to start with that goal with that definition of success, because that is absolutely necessary because then we're going to shape your plan around that goal. Okay. So you've got to start with your goal in mind, your definition of success in mind, and then we can set an intention, right? What steps are you going to take to reach that goal? Another part of building that foundation or doing that foundational groundwork involves developing a practice of breathing drills. Now, you don't have to become some kind of like breathwork guru, right? This doesn't have to be super fancy or complicated or time consuming. Breathing drills are simple and easy to do. Now, I'm very confident that breathing drills are not going to cure your stubborn pain. I know that, okay? Like this isn't some kind of mind-blowing thing where you just start practicing breathing drills and your pain is just gone all of a sudden, right? But breathing drills are a very important key player in the whole system, right? The only way you can shift your physiology from being in a state of fight or flight to a rest and digest state is by controlling your breathing. Breathing drills are, in a sense, kind of like our control, alt, delete, reset button for our autonomic nervous system. When we utilize these drills in conjunction with the other elements in this approach, they make the other practices and drills more effective because when your body is in that survival state, it's not in a position where it's ready to repair or make changes in your nervous system. It's not in a state where it's going to let you get good sleep, right? And so breathing drills can help to shift your physiology so that you can momentarily take your foot off the gas, so to speak, and put it on the brakes and get your body into a more restful and restorative state where it's ready to make some reparative changes. There are certainly more advanced breathing drills that are hugely important and have a whole slew of, of other benefits in our body, including enhancing our ability to get better sleep. And we do give examples of those more advanced breathing techniques in the chronic pain breakup method program. But at the very least, we start with these very foundational, very simple breathing drills to help you transition your body out of flight or flight and into rest and digest. Now, speaking of sleep, Sleep is another foundational element that we need to have on board. And yes, sleep is part of the vicious cycle, right? You can't get good sleep because you're in pain and not getting good sleep increases the sensitivity in the nervous system, which adds to your anxiety and your fatigue, which all leads back to more pain. So I get that. And also, just because the pain is affecting your ability to sleep doesn't mean we shouldn't do everything in our power to get better sleep to improve both the quantity and quality of our sleep. 
Sleep is so important in this process because if we're trying to get our body to make reparative changes, our body does that when we sleep. And a great deal of the nervous system repairing and pruning that happens in our nervous systems and our synapses, is it happens when we sleep. And so if we are trying to change our nervous system, change the activity in our nervous system, we need to have sleep on board. Now, many people come to me saying that their sleep is affected, but they've tried it all already to try to get better sleep. And so when I hear that, when I hear someone say that they've already tried everything to get better sleep, my first question is, do you have a consistent bedtime routine? Practicing the same things in the same order at the same time every night. And my second question is, how long have you been keeping that up for? Oftentimes, this is an area where we can really make some improvements in because it takes more time to teach the nervous system the rhythm of sleep than just trying it for a week or two. Also, it's essential to also be working on retraining the nervous system to address the sensitivity issue in order to improve sleep and pain. With that sort of combined approach, my clients on average were, have been able to improve their quality of sleep on average from 4.6 out of 10 quality of sleep to a 7.1 out of 10 for their quality of sleep overall. And on average, they're gaining a whole extra hour of sleep at night after incorporating a more consistent, comprehensive strategy. I know that one hour of extra sleep does not sound like much, but could you imagine how much better you'd feel, how much more well-rested you'd feel, how much more control you would have over your pain after gaining a whole extra hour of sleep every night? That's big, right? So, so far, we have the foundational elements of goals, breathing drills, sleep, but one of the biggest foundational skills is flare-up pre prevention and management. Okay, this is a huge element that is taught and reinforced and practiced throughout the entire 16 weeks of the chronic pain breakup method. A lot of folks are looking for ways to manage their flare-ups, right? Everyone wants to know what they can do to manage their flare-ups. What can they do after they're already in pain? So they want to know what they can do to get out of pain, but at the same time, they keep this lifestyle where they're constantly overdoing it and pushing themselves into more pain to a point where they have to crash. We need to stop expecting that we can just find more better ways to get ourselves out of pain while never considering changing our behaviors and our coping strategies that are putting ourselves into pain. Like there's only so much you can do during a flare up. Yes, there are some more tools available that you can be incorporating to help you get out of a flare up faster and reduce the intensity of the flare ups. But what's the point of all that stuff if we're just going to keep pushing ourselves into pain again and again? That push and crash cycle is a vicious cycle. And that's why flare up prevention strategies are more valuable. Okay, so in the chronic pain breakup method, one of the ways that we do that is by working to identify what I call your protectors and your amplifiers. Okay, now an amplifier is similar to a trigger. People always talk about what their pain triggers are. So amplifiers are similar to triggers, but they're not the same thing. And protectors are just the opposite of amplifiers. So these are things that are unique to every individual. And so it's really important that we take the time to do the hard work of figuring out what those things are for you. 
And then we don't want to just let that information sit there in your pain journal or in your brain, knocking around, making you stress out about it. We need to be able to use that information to help you predict and prevent your flare-ups. This is the more proactive and much healthier way to address flare-ups. There is so much more value in what you can do when you're not in a flare-up than what you can do during a flare-up. Because when you're in a flare-up, it's literally almost a little like, you know, all hands on deck, do whatever we can right now to get out of this as fast as we can, trying anything and everything. But being able to predict and prevent your flare-ups is so much more valuable. And of course, you won't be able to predict and prevent every single flare-up all the time forever because shit happens, life throws us curveballs, surprises happen, accidents happen, seasons change, right? But when a flare-up does happen, because it will, it's important to have a plan for what things you can do during that time so you can get out of it faster, so you're not just laying around with a heating pad, waiting it out with your thoughts kind of spiraling on and on, thinking about like, will this ever end? What if this never ends? When you have a plan on board, you know exactly what things you can do to get yourself out of the flare faster. And that's what my clients are able to do they're, they're able to reduce the intensity of their flare-ups and the duration of their flare-ups. Many of them are able to take their flare-ups down from one or two weeks long down to 24 hours, which is huge. That gives them so much more time back. And they're also seeing longer stretches of good days because now they have the ability to predict and prevent their flare-ups as well. All right, so, so far we have goal setting, breathing drills, sleep, flare-up prevention and management. And the last part of the foundational groundwork element involves shifting our mindset. And I don't mean that we need to shift our mindset to be more positive or overly positive and then tell ourselves that we're not in pain when clearly we are, or tell yourself that you're not suffering or feeling lonely or depressed or anxious, because no doubt you're feeling those things. There's no doubt that you're feeling some guilt and some shame around your pain condition right? You're feeling lonely, you're frustrated, you're mad. All of those feelings are totally valid. So this mindset piece isn't about rejecting those feelings and just telling ourselves it's not that bad. Don't worry, just be happy kind of thing. This isn't about that kind of toxic positivity, right? I am not here to be your cheerleader and tell you that you're doing great and everything is fine because this sucks and this is hard, right? When it comes to this mindset piece, we've got to address some of these harder parts that come along with pain, okay? Almost all of my clients come into the chronic pain breakup method with this all or nothing mindset. Many of them, myself included, are perfectionists and we've got to do it right all the way, 100% all the time or it's wrong. We've got to work through that perfectionistic mindset because that all or nothing model that way, of, that all or nothing way of thinking does not work for this kind of approach. We are going to have to turn that all or nothing mindset up on its head, flip it over and teach you a whole new way of looking at things. Okay. You actually have to learn to become okay with operating in this gray area because this stuff, this approach is not black or white. And then many of my clients have had a hard time being okay with investing in themselves, right? They are people pleasers. They are constantly taking care of everyone and everything all the time and never have any time to invest their own, their time, their money, and their energy into themselves. 
many of us women have never invested in ourselves in the past. And so if that's you, that is a big mindset piece that you may need to work through so that you can finally commit to this kind of work and to seeing results and seeing your life transformed so that ultimately that you do have the time and the ability to take care of everyone and everything and not spend your time in pain in bed or in, in present, but in a fog because of the amount of medications that you need to be on just to be present in the moment, that's not being present, right? So this mindset piece definitely involves learning to prioritize yourself, invest in yourself and learn to respect yourself and your body. The mindset piece also involves working through fear. There's all kinds of fear that comes up throughout this process. Everyone experiences this, whether it's fear of pain or flare ups or fear of movement or fear of this whole thing not working, right? That's a fear. Whatever that fear is, it's going to show up and it can be paralyzing. But the reason that fear always comes up is because this is what our bodies does to us when we are experiencing change. When we're trying something new or different, our body is going to resist that change like the plague. So it gives you all of this fear, right? Like this fear is this little voice, voice in the back of your head that says, this isn't gonna work, so why bother, right? It's the voice that says, this could cause more pain, so don't try it. Fear holds us back from taking steps forward in our journey, in our healing journey. So fear is no doubt something that we continuously need to work on because it's going to be a part of the ride. It's just a matter of not letting it fear drive the car. So the five elements within this first success pillar of the foundational strategies and skills are the goal setting and intentions, breathing drills, sleep and routines, flare-up prevention and management, and mindset. A lot of the people I talk to, the women I work with, they know that these things are important. They already understand that they need these pieces and that they need to make some changes. And many of them have tried some of these things. They've known that they need better sleep. They've known that they need to work on their goals and their breathing drills, but they've struggled with it because they either, either they don't know where to start or they struggle to stick with it, right? They do really well for a week or two, but then something comes up and they get thrown off or they tell themselves like, why bother? Why am I doing this? Nothing ever works, so why bother, right? We give up on these foundational skills so quickly because we don't see immediate results. And these are the kinds of things where we don't get instant gratification, but consistency and implementation is what it's all about. And yet that's why we actually have to put some trust into the system so that when we experience setbacks and fear, not if we experience setbacks and fear, but when we experience setbacks and fear, we're not immediately like, you know, why am I doing this? I give up. And we need to build support around you to understand that it's not going to be a quick fix. And if you do still think it is going to be a quick fix, then well, friend, we have a lot more that we need to unpack there. Okay. So I know that change is hard. Going back to the basics isn't fun. It's not immediately gratifying, but these five foundational elements are super, super important elements. We've got to build this foundation before we can really dive into our next success pillar, which is the nervous system retraining element. So this success pillar is the fun part, right? There are really three core pieces that go into nervous system retraining, and those are the education and knowledge piece, the bottom-up retraining drills, and the top-down retraining drills. So what does all of that mean? 
Well, first of all, nervous system retraining really starts with developing a deeper understanding of what's going on in your body. And I've found that there's really two types of people with chronic pain. There are those who have a diagnosis and or think they know where their pain is coming from. And then there are those who either don't have a diagnosis yet and or are really just don't know what's going on in their body or what's causing their pain, right? So many of you tell me, you know, I don't understand why I have all this pain. You know, my doctors really can't tell me what's going on, why this is happening to me. You know, my doctor says it's this one thing, but that doesn't really seem to make sense to me. Um, but I have no idea what's really going on. I believe something is really happening. Something really is going on in my body, but I just don't know what it is. There's a great deal of you in that category. And then others of you will come in and you'll tell me that, you know, I know what's causing my pain. I have a disc bulge. I have RA. I have arthritis. I have MS. I have a bone spur or something like that. That's what's causing my pain. And the thing is, whether you have no clue what's going on in your body or you can totally point to some diagnosis or structural or mechanical cause for your pain, either way, you have a nervous system. And based on what I know about the medical system and based on the conversations that I've had with people with chronic pain over the years, I'm willing to bet that you haven't been taught about the role your nervous system plays in your pain experience. I'm confident that you have either been misinformed about the role of your nervous system in your pain experience, like maybe you've been informed that it's just an issue where your body's just stuck in fight or flight, or worse, that it's just an issue where it's all in your head, or you haven't been told at all that your nervous system plays a role in your pain at all. Either way, this is something that all of you would benefit from learning, right? Many of you are out there searching desperately, fighting desperately to get a diagnosis. Why do you think that is? It's because you need to know what's going on so that you can address it. When you have a name for the problem that you're dealing with, it makes the problem less scary because it's less mysterious, right? When you don't know what you're dealing with, when you don't know what's wrong, then you have no idea what's safe and what's not safe, what's good for you or what's not good for you, or what could be making your problem worse. So it is so important to have a deeper understanding of the problem that you're dealing with, right? You know, the other day we had to call in a specialist guy to come in and look at our washing machine to diagnose the problem. We needed to know what the real problem was with our washing machine so that we could fix it, right? You not only need to know what your problem is, the full story of what's going on in your body so that you can address all of the pieces of that problem, but also that knowing what the problem is actually does provide a sense of safety and comfort to you in your body. Now, I know that sounds a little bit woo-woo and it's a little bit out there, but let me tell you guys, the folks in my program start seeing improvements in their pain and their ability and their, and their energy levels before they start doing a single drill. After just getting this education piece and deepening their knowledge and their understanding of the problem that they're actually dealing with actually results in reductions in pain. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true and I see it all the time. And this isn't something that I made up. Okay. This is actually something that has been studied. Okay. Like other, there are actually studies where people who get pain neuroscience education will end up showing immediate improvements in pain, in functional ability and range of motion more than they would be getting if they're doing physical therapy or even when taking certain medications that's with education alone. So this is legit. You, you have to have this piece of the puzzle on board, this education piece. 
Now, like I said, everyone comes to me and wants to know what are the drills? What are the, what the drills are? So like, just tell me the drills, tell me how to retrain my nervous system, tell me what to do and I'll do it. But I won't teach the drills without first teaching the science of what's actually happening in your body, because oftentimes the education piece is more effective than the drills because the educational piece is actually a component of the nervous system retraining piece or pillar, right? The educational piece falls under the nervous system retraining pillar and not the foundational skills pillar for a reason, right? That's because our knowledge and our understanding actually influences our pain because our knowledge, our beliefs, and our understanding can actually influence what's going on in our nervous system. And it influences our behaviors, which is going to influence what's going on in our nervous system. And again, I know that that sounds pretty woo woo or out there, but that's why getting this understanding of neuroscience is so important because it's actually not woo woo at all. Our nervous systems change and adapt based on our internal and external environment. It changes based on our thoughts and our beliefs, our behaviors, our past experiences and our expectations. This is not pseudoscience. This is physiology. And so that is why in the chronic pain breakup method, we really dive into what's going on in our, in your nervous system on a cellular and even subcellular level so that you know why all of this is so important. And so that you and your body have a deeper understanding. Knowledge really is power. Knowledge really is healing. Okay. This piece is transformational. And then once we have that understanding, that neuroscience education piece, we can start building in our nervous system retraining drills. So we have drills that retrain the nervous system from the bottom up, and we have drills that retrain the nervous system from the top down. Now, sometimes people hear me say nervous system, and they automatically ask me if that means that we do brain exercises, right? So yes, we do brain exercises. And also you need to remember that the nervous system is made up of more than just the brain right? The nervous system includes the brain, the spinal cord, the peripheral nervous system, the autonomic nervous system. It interacts with the immune system and that all of that can change. Maladaptive changes can occur in all parts of the nervous system, not just in the brain. So we need to be able to address each of those changes separately and strategically. So in the chronic pain breakup method, we have what I call top down drills and bottom up drills. So top-down drills are essentially your brain-based drills. They are going to help you retrain the nervous system from the top down by addressing the changes in the brain. And then of course, our bottom-up drills are going to help you retrain the nervous system from the bottom up, meaning they address the changes in the peripheral nervous system first. Because the peripheral nerves, for example, the sciatic nerve is an example of a peripheral nerve, they can undergo some changes where they become more reactive to different stimuli. One of the ways that that body ramps up its defense mechanisms is by making our peripheral nerves better at detecting various stimuli. So a smaller amount of movement can get the nerve to fire. A smaller amount of blood supply, a smaller change in blood supply can get the nerves to fire. A smaller change in stress levels or cortisol can get our nerves to fire. A smaller change in temperature can get our nerves to fire. Smaller changes in inflammation can get our nerves to fire, right? So the nerves in the periphery end up sending more and more danger messages, even when the stimulus isn't really at a dangerous level. We call that peripheral sensitization. And so our bottom-up strategies are going to help lower the sensitivity of those nerves. 
And in the chronic pain breakup method, I teach nerve mobility drills as a bottom up drill. And some of you may have heard of those and some of you haven't, and that's okay. They do involve doing specific movements, but it's very important that they are done correctly and they're modified to fit your specific case. What I've seen is that many people who have tried these movements or nerve mobility drills before had not been taught how to do them correctly, and they're actually making the problem worse. When these movements are done incorrectly, they actually have the reverse effect of what we desire them to do. So I am very careful about how I teach these drills because we never want to provoke pain or any other unpleasant sensation like numbness, tingling, burning, pulling, cramping, itching, you know, whatever. Okay. We never want to provoke those symptoms. And so we need to really make sure we're doing these drills correctly so that we don't worsen the problem. Right? So we work to reduce sensitivity in the nervous system from the bottom up. And then we work to reduce sensitivity in the nervous system from the top down. So we actually have a series of four brain-based drills that follow a progression from least likely to provoke pain uh, up to most likely to provoke pain. And I know that that can kind of sound really bad, like likely to provoke pain sounds bad, but none of these drills is intended to provoke pain. But you want to start with the drill that the least likely to provoke pain and then work your way up following certain criteria that will give you an idea of when you're ready to go on to the next level. So that that way, you know, you don't end up causing yourself to go into more pain in the process. Okay, so those four top-down brain-based drills are left-right discrimination drills, motor imagery drills, sensory discrimination drills, which is a whole big group of different drills, and then mirror therapy drills. And so as you can hopefully see, these brain-based drills are not the sort of mental exercises that you may have imagined they were, right? They actually work because they activate parts of our brains and help to reduce the strength of pain pathways they change the activity in our brain so that you can actually start doing certain movements, activities, exercises, and positions without provoking pain every single time, right? These drills actually strengthen up the brain so that your brain is better able to correctly interpret the messages that it's getting from the body so that it's not constantly assuming that every message it gets from your body means that something catastrophic is happening. They make the brain more comfortable with movement. They teach the brain that movement and activity is safe which is really key in this process. So again, you may have heard of some of these drills, you may not have, but the key with these drills is learning how to use them, which ones to use and when, and how often to do them, all of that, and putting them into your routine consistently until you don't need them anymore. These are not drills that you should have to do forever and ever, amen. <laughs> this isn't something where you only feel better on the days that you do them they do have a long-term impact on your pain. So eventually the best part is that at some point you should be able to replace these drills with doing some real movements and real exercises in the real world. Instead of spending your time doing these drills, you'd be spending your time at the gym, going on walks, exercising, doing strength training. And these drills are also really great because when things do flare up, they end up being a really great tool that you can use when you're in a flare up and you can't do a whole bunch of other movements and they really help you get out of those flare-ups faster all right so at this point we've talked about the first two pillars the foundational strategies the foundational elements and the nervous system retraining elements the third success pillar is the movement element and you all know that movement and activity are essential pieces of the puzzle when it comes to stubborn pain 
Movement and activity is so challenging. It's something that we all know we need to be doing. We need to be moving more. We want to be moving more, but pain limits our ability to move and stay active. Pain limits our ability to focus and concentrate. It limits our ability to be present. And so many people develop these coping strategies. Uh, one of them is to constantly overdo it and push through the pain or into pain because it feels like the only way to get anything done, just push through it. And living in that push and crash cycle is their coping strategy. And another coping strategy is to avoid, avoid doing the things that bring on the pain or we avoid things. And so we compensate. We try to ignore the painful body part. We immobilize it. We protect it. We guard it. So we see those two polar opposite coping strategies of overdoing it and avoiding. And these strategies are unfortunately making the problem worse. And I'm not telling you that to make you feel bad. I'm telling you that because no one has ever taught you this stuff before and no one has ever taught you a better way of doing it. Okay, the push and crash cycle causes our pain pathways to get stronger and stronger, making the pain even harder to break up with. It gives pain a stronghold in your nervous system and avoiding immobilizing, compensating, that all causes changes in the brain where the brain can't correctly assess and respond to what the body is trying to tell it. So it assumes that everything is bad, everything is dangerous, everything is a potential injury. So what you really need is a strategy that allows you to stop avoiding certain activities, movements, positions, exercises, and stop immobilizing, stop compensating just enough to where you can start strengthening up those parts of your brain but allow also at the same time allows you to do those things without provoking pain in the process so that you can start breaking down those strength of those pain pathways. You need to find a way to sort of operate somewhere in the middle. There's a happy place in the middle that allows you to do the things that you need to do without constantly flaring yourself up. And that is what pacing is. Okay. Pacing is a way for us to start moving more without provoking pain in the process. And what happens is over time, we start to see that threshold for what you can tolerate movement wise, your tolerance for activity, your ability starts to gradually go up little by little. Now, I'm not going to lie. Pacing isn't easy. It's not something that is just super straightforward. There's, there's no perfect practice of pacing, but that is why in the chronic pain breakup method, I teach some very, a very simple framework a, a st simple strategy to follow to make pacing as easy as possible because it has to be simple. It has to be easy. Otherwise, this is one of the, the crucial elements that you'll give up on too quickly if it's too hard and complicated. Now, some of you may not struggle with movements or exercises. So for example, a lot of my clients who come in uh, with migraines or headaches, those with facial pain and some of those with like pelvic pain, they're not really struggling with movements or exercises per se, or movements and exercises don't really seem to be a problem for them. But that's okay because we can actually apply the same principles of pacing to the things that really are an issue. So it doesn't have to be just movement-based stuff, right? So for my clients with migraine, for example, we start a practice of pacing with activities like reading or looking at a computer screen or bright lights or loud sounds, right? So we can apply th this pacing principle to other problems that you're having as well. It doesn't have to be just movement or exercise related things. And with that being said, pacing is not the same as graded exposure. 
we're not just going to gradually expose you to movements that you're uncomfortable with or bright lights or computer screens, hoping that your body will just learn to accommodate. That may work for some people in certain circumstances, but that is not what we're doing here. Pacing involves really listening to your body and progressing when the body is ready, learning the signs of when it's ready and when it's okay to progress, and when your body actually needs more time with the current activity level. Now, I'm sure you've heard me say this enough that chronic pain is a problem that involves the nervous system. But when I say that, that doesn't mean that I'm ignoring the very real structural and mechanical parts of the pain problem. Absolutely, you have tight muscles, you have stiff joints, you have limitations in range of motion, you have muscles that are weak, right? You have joints that are hypermobile. Absolutely, all of that stuff is going on at the same time. And no doubt, all of that stuff feeds back into the nervous system problem and the nervous system problem makes those issues worse too. Like the nervous system actually increases muscle tone when it's trying to protect you from a potential injury. So there's actually a reason why stretching and massage and rolling and releasing never seems to have a long-term effect on your stiffness. And also sometimes when we get into viewing pain through the lens of the nervous system, we can't forget that our muscles need attention too. So yes, we need to be to make sure that we are including stretching and strength and stability drills into our pain care approach. There are no doubt muscles that are tight. There are no doubt muscles that are weak. And so you would absolutely benefit from doing stretches and strength and stability drills. These are good things for your body, but they are good for your body when done correctly, okay? Number one, not everyone is going to be ready right from the start to incorporate stretches and strength and stability drills into their pain care approach. We've got to adapt and modify these elements to meet your body where it's at so we don't provoke pain more. And if ultimately there is no way to modify these elements so that they can be done without provoking pain, then the body may not be ready for these pieces yet, and that's okay, okay? We stick to the other drills to help calm the body down, turn down the volume of the pain first. And then eventually when things are quieter and the body feels safer with these pieces, then we can get into these elements of stretching and strength and stability training. So it's really important to understand how to do this and to relearn how to stretch and how to strengthen through the lens of chronic pain. Someone with chronic pain doing stretches or strength and stability drills should not look the same as a bodybuilder or a college athlete or a pain-free individual. We need to understand how and what to stretch specifically for someone with chronic pain. And we need to understand how and what to strengthen specifically for someone with chronic pain. So that is why the chronic in the chronic pain breakup method, I teach these principles so that you can gradually start including these pieces into your pain care approach. And with that being said, I teach you the principles. I give you some examples, but in no way is this a replacement for skilled physical therapy. I always tell my clients, do not come to me expecting to get physical therapy. That is not what we're doing here, okay? If you are looking for physical therapy, this is not the program for that. But if you want help putting together a plan that is going to help you address every part of the chronic pain problem, teaching you every element so that you really that you really need to be successful and giving you the foundational skills and strategies giving you the neuroscience education giving you the nervous system retraining drills the pacing strategy and all of the steps laid out for you in order and walking you through how to put all of these elements together into a simple and easy to follow routine that you can incorporate every day into your life 
that is going to be the most effective use of your time, that is going to effectively move you towards your goals, this is the program for that, okay? This stuff isn't easy. Putting all this together on your own would be really hard to do, really hard, right? Changing your behaviors isn't easy. Learning neuroscience isn't easy. Unlearning what you'd previously been taught and changing your coping behaviors and your strategies is not easy. Habits are hard to change, especially when we're not seeing those immediate results. And that is why we need to build a support system around you. And that is why I've built so much resources, support, and accountability into the chronic pain breakup method. The support elements that you really need are accountability. You need expert guidance. So someone to be able to answer your questions and work through your roadblocks and help you learn from your setbacks and help you bounce back faster and apply the science to your case and modify the drills for your needs and customize the whole framework to fit your needs and your goals and your lifestyle. That's essential for this work. You need the community support because the isolation in the world of chronic pain is actually toxic for you. So you need a community of your peers cheering you on, supporting you, those people who actually understand what you are going through because they're actually in the exact same boat as you. And you need a plan. You need an adaptable plan, a framework, a blueprint, whatever you wanna call it, that will help you navigate the world every single day on your good days and your bad days in different seasons of your life and navigate what to do when things get better and when you're really ready to progress. You need a plan that is going to tell you exactly how to navigate all of those situations because otherwise you're just guessing and you're relying on motivation and willpower and feelings to help you decide what to do each day. Instead, we need to build in these support elements around you so that you can truly be successful in this process with this approach. And so if you're struggling to put all the pieces that we just talked about from each of these success pillars together, you're struggling with the impl implementation and the consistency or you're struggling with implementing this process because you don't have the support, you don't have the guidance, you don't have the plan, you don't have the accountability, this is an area where the chronic pain breakup method really shines. I see a lot of women who are years into their journey and honestly just want to make sure that they're doing everything within their power, everything possible, and I can come in and help support them through that. These are women who really felt like they had no other options left and the chronic pain breakup method was literally their last resort. And yet these women who felt that same way that you probably do right now are feeling better and they're regretting not doing it sooner. And so if you are struggling, if you're struggling with your plan or with implementation, the reason you are on this trial and error struggle bus and the reason that you're paralyzed with overwhelm because you're trying to research all of this on your own is because you're likely not an expert at this. And if you were, you wouldn't be here or you don't have a plan and you don't have the support. And both of those things is exactly why I created the chronic pain breakup method so that all women who are looking for support have an opportunity to work with an expert, have a plan that's perfect for their pain and have that support and that accountability. When we put those pieces together, it's a total game changer when it comes to being successful. For many of you, you know that this is what you need to make this happen for yourself. And so this is your sign that there is more that you can do. This is a sign that the opportunity for this exists. And the cost of staying in pain and continuing to suffer and wait and struggle is not worth that. So no, you don't have to wait and continue to try to DIY your pain care. If you are someone who knows they need support to cover all these areas, then I would encourage you to set up a time to chat with me today. 
we can just connect over the phone, evaluate your pain situation and explore what else you can be doing to get in control of your pain. And if it seems like this is something I might be able to help you with, and you know that you need the support and the plan, we can talk about what it looks like, what it would look like for us to work together and answer any questions that you have about the approach or about the chronic pain breakup method or about me, whatever it is. There really is no pressure, but the only way that we can have that conversation is for you to take that bold step forward and schedule your call. Okay. So set up the call and we'll work to make a plan that will get you moving forward, whether you become a client of mine or not. I'm going to help you in some way on the call. Okay. So I hope you take that step forward and set up your call. And if you do, we'll talk soon. I really hope that you found this episode helpful and going over these elements was helpful for you to see the bigger picture of what else is still available for you out there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review and share this episode with someone you know has chronic pain so that they know what else is available out there that they haven't tried yet. Until next time, friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.